Yeah. So here's the news. I started recording about 10 seconds ago because it seemed like a fun thing to do to y'all. <laughs> so you should okay. intro us. All right. Well, welcome back to Brown Shag Carpet, our, uh, where we've called some friends on the carpet to share about uh, homeschool and how their families have chosen uh, or God has chosen them for this method of education for their families. Uh, I am Lori Pepitone. And I'm Corey Pepitone. Uh, we get to be pastors at Rabbit Creek Church. I work with our children and families, and Corey works with our uh, teens, our students, and our outreach. And so let's bust on into this. If you didn't hear our last, last episode, we, we spoke with some friends uh, about public schooling. And so like I said today, we are working with a few friends on uh, who all are homeschoolers, whether newly so or have always been. So they are going to introduce themselves real quickly. I am Sarah, and Jesse and I have three kids that are second, third, and fifth grade. Hi, I'm Monica, and my husband and I, we homeschool our kids that are in eighth grade, seventh grade, fourth grade, and first grade. And I'm Christina. My husband and I have two children. One is in first grade, and the other one is in pre-K. <laughs> So it's so funny because I keep calling Jameson David, and I told him yesterday, I'm like, look, it's not actually my fault, but David was your size when I first met him, and like, it's what falls out. I'm sorry. So I need to give him permission to call me George, because that's what I tell kids when I get their names wrong. I'm like, just call me the wrong name. Uh, David is, for the record, equally unamused if you call him Jameson, because I did that the other night. Are it you went, for real? No, it I went over, never... It went over not well at all. He just looked at me like, wrong. really, bro? Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I've never sorry. gotten it wrong in that direction. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Well, um, thank you, ladies, all for being here. Um, let's kick off with how did... Uh, your family end up choosing homeschool for yourself as teachers, or if you are the lead teacher in your home, um, and your children. So I don't know who wants to start us off, but yeah, let's start there. I started homeschooling seven years ago. I had two kids, one in first grade and one in kindergarten, and my first grader was super far ahead after attending all day kindergarten compared to most of her classmates who had done half day kindergarten. So she was super far ahead and her teacher was great, but she did not have time to pay attention to all of her students. So she had to focus on the kids that were further behind. And so my daughter spent most of her day cleaning her desk and coloring. Mm. And my other daughter was super far behind. She has a language delay and her teacher didn't have time to keep her up to speed mm. and I missed my kids um, they were gone all day and we spent most of our time eating breakfast eating dinner and doing homework right and when I realized that they weren't really doing very much at school despite what awesome teachers they had um, that's when I decided to pull them out because I wanted to see them I wanted to know what they were learning I wanted to be able to give them the attention that both of them were lacking in such large classes. Cool. Yeah, very Thank cool. you, Monica. We, I felt called to homeschool shortly after I found out that I was pregnant with Jackson, so I still had time to think about it. I um, 
I didn't know the full scope of what that would entail, but I knew that, especially when we got plugged into this church and I got to know some of the other moms, that I could become equipped. Mm. And we could become equipped and that we could do this. It wasn't unattainable. And then, so when 2020 unfolded, that was the year that Jack was, my son was to start school. Mm-hmm. And so it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we You proceeded. didn't want to do it online? You know, I via Zoom with the rest of the brand new kindergartners? I can't imagine. And not hot bless the kindergarten public school kinder- teachers. The thought of kindergarten online is, is horrifying. That was some crazy. But so, yeah, so that that was an even, that yeah, was, that was a, very okay. clear. We're going to walk this path. We're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. Sarah? Well, that's interesting because um, I can identify with both of your decisions um, quite well with our circumstances, um, I was very immersed in the public school system um, up until 2020, and uh, I was a full-time working mom, and we had been discussing homeschool uh, because I wasn't satisfied with uh, what was going on in, in my children's classes, despite how great the teachers were. Um, I just didn't feel like my kids were being challenged enough, and the system just wasn't set up to better my kids in that way and so COVID happened and it helped make it um it helped make homeschool the homeschool transition happen quickly because I became a stay-at-home mom immediately as a substitute teacher I didn't have a job anymore and so the online stuff just wasn't working my kids were not really engaged by it we tried it um so I had that whole we had that whole nine weeks to um, see what the fourth quarter was going to be like online because we didn't know if we were going to be going back to school in September. And so um, we got to walk all these new paths together. And once we saw the opportunities and support systems that were available to homeschool, homeschool families, it confirmed our decision to, okay, we can do this, kind of like you said, Christine. We can, we've got other families that are doing this, that are jumping on board. And it's going to be fun, despite being a little bit scary at first. So um, let me ask a clarifying question really quickly, Sarah. Uh, you mentioned that you had been working full-time, and then you just said that you were substituting. And so um, how, like, you were super active, and, and I know this about you, um, but for folks listening who don't know, you were super active in their school. Yeah, I was a co-PTD president with another family who transitioned to homeschool at the same time. And um, she had been wanting to do the same thing. And we stayed on with the PTA during the year of COVID um, to be supportive of the public school system and not to just leave them hanging. So yeah, I was a, as a PTA president um, and I would go in and volunteer um, when I wasn't working. I was pretty much at the school very similar hours to a lot of teachers and everybody knew who I was when I walked the halls. Cool. Um, I felt, I mean, it was, it was, it was like our second home. Right. So, All right. Thank it you. It was hard to leave that with knowing who my kids were supposed to have the following year. Yeah. We had to do some grieving with that. Um, but because they were looking forward to who they were yeah, going to have. Yeah, they knew who they were going to have. And um, I remember Cam crying quite a lot about it. And, um, the good thing is that we've been able to 
and, and those relationships outside of school can bless each other in ways that we couldn't when we were still mm. in the public school system. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's very cool. So, best part about homeschool. Um, best part about being engaged in homeschool as a system. Best part for you guys as a family, as a family of faith, specifically. What's the best part about being a homeschool family? We get to pour truth, and we get to pour our beliefs, and we get to incorporate biblical literature and alongside almost every subject. Um, whether it's picking a pick, trying to pick apart. Um, what we're learning in language arts through our memory verses and finding those rules, which we talked about just a minute ago, are sometimes not the same rules. Um, that's, and just seeing things click, like that aha moment. Like I get, we get to experience that and cheer them on when we may not otherwise be able to. And you get to talk about it for however long you want. Yeah. Not just, oh, we got to move on to the next one. Because I had the opportunity to teach one of the homeschool co-op classes that you guys were in, mm -hmm. you guys do a lot of that. You do a lot of, or at least some of that, participating with other families yeah. in kind of co-op classes as well. So yeah. for somebody who's brand new to this, who is picturing homeschool as only kitchen table work, oh, no. that's not really precisely what you guys are talking about. Oh, no, we are out of the house way too often. Way too often. <laughs> but especially here, if you were living in Alaska, um, the homeschool community is enormous and there are so many things going on and classes to join and other families to work with right and I, that actually brings something that I've noticed about Alaska and Sarah we're not going to miss you on the best part but um, that I've noticed and you guys can speak into this because I think I see it in the Bible Belt where we were before uh, it seemed like only the uh, really conservative Christian families were homeschooling because they kind of wanted wanted insulation. But in Alaska, it seems like there's just this, and I think it's probably growing this this way more across the country, not just here. Um, it's it's everybody, lots of military families, um, but but folks who whose children were not receiving the direct care they needed in the school. So whether it's because they were um, at a higher academic level than those in their classroom or we're struggling in different areas. So the reason for homeschooling, it seems to me, is far broader now than it was 10, 20, 30, whatever years ago. Does that seem true? Yes. I 
and there's even more reason there to do like the flexibility that mm-hmm. my husband has weird days off and we can take those days off without worrying that the school district is going to say right. oh we can go through the summer and take off every week that people come visit us and have six spring breaks if that's what it means and so we can have that freedom to live our lives and school instead of living our lives around school mm-hmm. okay sarah what what is the best part for you guys as a family of faith um, so my selfish response would be that we have more time to visit and grow in relationship with other families um, that we used to only see at church in passing in a rush to be at the next place. Um, Jesse made a good point that there is no more stress of whether the kids will be tardy from school, as um, what Monica was saying, or missing a test because of an absence. Um, we can adjust our schedules according to our family's desires and goals. Um, it makes it easier to follow God's schedule rather than a worldly one. Mm. Um, but my most favorite thing would be that we have more time to serve others together. And I just feel like my kids bless other people because they really have a helping attitude. They get excited about that. Very cool. So that was pretty a diverse set of answers, actually. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Um, challenges. What is the biggest challenge mm-hmm. towards being a family of faith in a homeschooling environment for you guys? My biggest challenge is actually my greatest benefit. It is hard to be so concerned about my kids all the time or so engaged Hmm. constantly 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. I wouldn't trade it, but it's exhausting. That's probably a really honest answer. That's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. So for, um, for us, it's being with each other all day long. It's still a challenge um, a year and a half into this. Um, we're still learning James 1, 19 and 20 over and over. Um, if you have that one memorized, um, you're not always fit to listen. Or with you, you can still remember. Um, I'd say yes and yes to both of those. <laughs> but also... Um, I think one of our biggest challenges is to ensure that our children maintain outward relationships mm. and that they're, I mean, we get to, but we sometimes have to be intentional with those. Um, we are at church. Our church, go, us going to church looks a little different than it used to. And so for us to plug into the, to the larger group is important. Isn't it important for us to not to miss those things? But also, um, it's important to us that Jackson get to know the names of the kids that are in our neighborhood and and interact with them as well. Because um, we're not made to just engage with ourselves. We're made to engage with others in the community around us. Cool. Thank you. So what is the number one thing that you wish every family of faith uh, who's using homeschool, or I guess considering homeschool, um, would do more of, be super aware of, and, and, and do? Um, for us in a world of busyness, <clears throat> regardless of your schooling style, Jesse and I wish Believing families would play and serve more together. Mm. We are the body of Christ. Uh, prior to our schooling choice, we rarely had the opportunity to spend time and grow in community with our church family or with our neighbors. Um, homeschooling has provided this blessing for us. 
Okay. Very true. So be intentional about kind of that outward focus, serving yeah. others. Okay. Um, I wish that everyone would realize that, like, the relationship with your kids and with other people, that it really is more important than if we finished math today. Yeah. I mean, it can't be more important yeah. than finishing math most days, but. Um, <laughs> Like, getting that done is not worth the relationship with my kids, which is something I still have trouble with. And we need, when I feel like we need to finish school, because that's what I have written down, that it's not worth yelling at my kids or ruining the bond that we have in that moment. Yeah. It's hard. Because mm. I have it all written down, and I know we need to finish school. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. So, mine kind of wraps back into what I answered previously and then what Sarah said to invest in other relationships to make sure that you're a part of the community and you're um, spending that time investing in those relationships with the, with also people that are different than you and our bodies very cool so and we didn't give you this question ahead of time <laughs> and they all three have their notes. They, they did. And they were gasps when I said <laughs> yeah. that. that look, yeah. The look of betrayal I just got from someone, and I won't say Monica's name out loud. Um, <laughs> that moment was brilliant. But if you were going to go last thoughts on homeschooling from our family, what are your like last thoughts that you would leave somebody with? What, for somebody who's, who is trying to decide right now. Yeah, because we really figure is. this will be an interesting podcast in general, but we hope it's a resource to people who are trying to make that choice. So, last thoughts on homeschooling. I think more people are capable of doing it than they think. Oh, very cool. Um, and encouraging, yeah. And that, especially if your kids are younger and you want to try it out, that even if you just get some stuff during the year and it doesn't work out and you have to send them back, they're going to be okay. That it's hmm. worth a shot to see if you can and how you like it. That they'll be okay. So I think um, that uh, whatever method your family uses, that it's a call. Um, and I think that's I think one of the really yeah, the things we, that we've seen already. Um, we've all seen public school is, done well. We've all seen it done very poorly within a home. We've seen homeschool done in, amazingly. We've all seen it done really poorly. Uh, and same thing with private school. And so... And the generosity towards families that have made yes. other choices. Because you guys have been incredibly generous about the teachers that you've worked with. And I've seen teachers be incredibly generous with the educational talents that they use in the public school. And helping homeschool families work out curriculum and, and work through standardized testing. All those kinds of things. That generosity between families who have been called to different choices yeah. is pretty cool. And we get to see that. And I think that's super powerful. Right. Right. So. A call to love. So thank you. Um, for taking time out of your school day and uh, 
yes. and being honest and being vulnerable. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And um, for those of you who are joining us, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this conversation. Please continue to be a part of the conversation. I say this every time, but the best part of these conversations, forgive me, ladies, is going to happen in the comments below as we kick this around and answer questions. And if you have questions based upon some of the things that have been said, post them below, and we are happy to continue this conversation with you guys. And thanks for joining us on Brian's Check Carpet. <laughs>